Welcome back to Swiss Rock Radio, a place to listen, like and learn. We're coming to you live from Shenhua International School in Shenzhen, China. My name is Eugene Leonard and I am your host today. In the studio we have Dr. Greg Mason. Dr. Greg Mason is our university and career counselor. How are you, Greg? I'm wonderful today. Thanks for having me back. Having a good week? I'm having a great week. When the seniors are away, Mm -hmm. my caseload drops considerably. Okay. And it allows me to uh, take a deep breath and reflect and relax. Excellent. Now, Dr. Greg, you are the university and career counselor. What exactly is that? What is your role at Swiss? What do you do? In my mind, my role <laughs> is to help the students uh, take ownership of their application process, mm -hmm. uh, no matter where they go in the world. Uh, along with what I want the students to be doing, I put together a counseling curriculum when they come into high school that takes them through educating them on all the steps that there is to go somewhere else after high school, including... Or, uh, that also takes the career aspirations into account, although that's obviously a step after university for most of them. What's the most challenging aspect of your role? Uh, in this particular environment, a language barrier, uh, communicating with most of the parents. If uh, language taken out of that equation, I would say uh, helping the students understand that they're perfectly capable of doing things on their own mm -hmm. uh, and they do have the uh, innate ability to understand themselves well enough if they take the time to find the best fits for themselves. And what aspect of your role do you find uh, most pleasing? I really enjoy it when students have put the work into an application and they get the results that they were hoping for. How long uh, does the application process usually take from uh, start to finish? If we're talking about the creation of and submission of an application, there's a lot of writing. Mm -hmm. And so the sooner the students start that process, the better. I would say it takes uh, somewhere in between probably 10 to 20 hours to finish up an application process for multiple schools. And do students start that process, is it in grade 12, or do they actually start it much, much earlier than that? Yeah, my course that I have them go through uh, on my timeline is everything could potentially be done before summer starts of mm -hmm. their senior year so that they don't have to spend a lot of time doing that writing on their holiday. Uh, what ends up happening is we prep them as best as possible and then they tend to uh, finish up things in the early fall. Uh, so I want them in grade 11 to be filling in application components and starting essays and personal statements. Whether they finish that or not is often up to them. And then pushing into the early fall when the application deadlines start in October, more or less. It sounds, if I'm being honest, like a process I personally would absolutely hate. Well, how was your application process when you applied? <laughs> I can't remember that far back. Uh, no, I do remember... Uh, at school, it was in Ireland when we were 18, we did our, uh, we did our uh, big exams and then we had a career counsellor and she helped us along the way. Uh, we, you get your results, it's points based in our uh, circumstance. If you get enough points, then you get into university. Mm. Uh, I think it sounds a lot easier than uh, uh, the process that it is nowadays anyway. Yeah, here in China, they have a similar system where you take a test and your results kind of point you in the direction of the places you will go. Mm -hmm. uh, elsewhere in the world that doesn't have that national exam standard, it's often 
up to a student's choice of where they fit in with their grades, etc. Okay, so um, Greg, I know this is a graduation week at Swiss, a very proud moment, obviously, for uh, all of our grade 12 students, um, the, the very first graduating class at Swiss. Congratulations to everyone involved in, the, in that process. The organization alone that must have went into that was uh, enormous. Uh, how did it make you feel? Uh, oftentimes, I feel like a proud parent when mm -hmm. I see the students moving on somewhere uh, and hopefully to the places that they are uh, have been anticipating for a while getting good results from. Uh, for the parents, I feel uh, a special consideration, I guess, that uh, for a lot of them, they have one child and this is the time where they are leaving the home for the first time, uh, at least for a significant chunk of time, uh, not coming back on breaks and, and whatnot. Uh, so uh, seeing the parents transition from my little baby to my young adult now is leaving home uh, is something that uh, is kind of fun to watch as students gain more independence and the ability to do things for themselves and parents start allowing them to do those things in preparation for being an adult. Yeah. Uh, some do more than others, of course. Okay, well, it was a really wonderful ceremony. And again, congratulations to everybody involved. Uh, one thing that really struck uh, me, Dr. Greg, I, I walked into the auditorium and the the smell of flowers was amazing. There were some uh, beautiful, yes. beautiful flowers in there. It was a beautiful ceremony. Um, now, can you give us an update on our student applications for uh, universities across the world? Yeah, I'll share just a few statistics uh, without going too in-depth about individual schools. Uh, the average number of applications, we have 32 seniors. Mm -hmm. We have a policy in place that limits them to 10 applications, so they could spend the most time finding their exact fits, perfect fits. Uh, we had an average number of eight applications per student, so not everybody utilized all 10. Some did just two or three places. Um, the average number of countries that they applied to was two. Uh, our biggest country was uh, America by number, uh, but the average acceptance was actually our highest in European countries. Mm -hmm. The UK and some of the countries involved there but also we had uh, the Netherlands, we had Switzerland. Um, so throughout Europe, we had the best results, uh, following by Canada, then Asia, and then although we had more applications in America, they were our least accepted country. Mm -hmm. uh, and that's probably based on our students applying to quite rigorous place uh, where the statistical averages were quite high for being accepted. Uh, the students thought when they were asked, why are you applying to places, their most important application factors were the major or the course that they were choosing. And secondly, uh, secondly was the location. They wanted to be in a certain region of the world. The most popular majors were business, psychology, and the life sciences, either a variety of biology or chemistry. Yeah. Our average student accepted rate was a little bit over 50%. And that's pretty good. If you're only applying to 10, you get into over half of your schools. That gives you a lot of options to where you might want to end up. Okay, so how many, how many countries in total are our uh, grade 12 students spreading, spreading their wings to go to? That is a, a tough question <laughs> off the top of my head. Although uh, uh, we'll have students in Hong Kong, we'll have students in Canada, we'll have students in the UK if we group the, the countries mm -hmm. together. Uh, we'll have Netherlands, students in Switzerland, Holland, yep, Switzerland and the Netherlands and China. Excellent, fantastic. Yeah. Now, how will the results of the IBE tests affect our students? 
Uh, so students that go to America, uh, the IB test that they take at the end of their year and the results will come out on July 5th. Mm -hmm. That's after they've been accepted. That's after they've graduated high school. And the universities will utilize the scores on those tests to determine how much credit they get. So maybe they skip ahead in a freshman class, or maybe they have a little bit more freedom to double major and take more time in university and get more done. In other places like Europe, the UK, Hong Kong, their acceptance is dependent on the results of that IB score. Mm -hmm. And so currently they have accepted an offer in these places, and as long as they hit the number that they were given by the universities, they will then matriculate or enroll at that university. Okay. So they're still waiting to hear back July 5th, and then they will know precisely if they made it or didn't make it, and they have a backup plan in case they don't make that original offer at one school. Well, I'm very confident next. that they will they will all make it, and uh, congratulations yeah. to all our uh, Swiss uh, students who graduated this week and will be taking up offers uh, at universities throughout the world. The, the results were really outstanding. Yeah. Yeah, I'm really happy for them and the hard work that they put in uh, without even having a role model, say, uh, of a cohort ahead of them. Mm -hmm. uh, so they really just dove in and took a lot of responsibility for themselves. So I'm yeah, really so proud of them. They're, they're the first cohort, they're the role models for the, for the rest of the school, for everybody else. It, it's really wonderful for them to see. Um, so after accepting, um, after accepting a place at a university, what's the next steps? So what's the process like after they accept uh, to enroll at a university, what comes next for the students? So after they decided I'm going to a place, the, the next step for them is often a visa process. Uh, we have international students applying to places around the world. So depending on the country and the university, uh, helps them through that visa process by initiating a form that says they've been uh, accepted to come here. So if we're gonna use American example, as an example, they will utilize an I-20 form. The school gives that to the student. It has a little bit about their financial background, a little bit about their citizenship, and some demographic information. They then take that and have their visa interviews, which is very uh, talked about currently, especially with our grade 12 cohort, and the fact that, especially in America, they're tightening up some of the restrictions and the mm -hmm. processes that go into that. So that's, that's big in current events. Although none of our students have had any issues related to visa interviews. Okay, excellent. Uh, so, if I'm a grade twelve, a grade eleven student sitting listening to this podcast, I, I did say if. Mm. What can they learn from the current grade twelves uh, in regard to the application journey? Because th there will be some grade eleven sitting there going, so some do plan really well ahead. Okay, and they're thinking, okay, how can I get ahead of the game? What can I do over the summer? Because you have a long seven weeks ahead. That's a lot of thinking time, a lot of planning time, a lot of organization time. So what can the, our grade 11 students do? Yeah. Uh, the biggest component of the application process is students having to write, either within application themselves or for the preparation uh, materials. So currently, the grade 11s are working on their counselor brag sheet. That's going to help me learn about them, the things I don't see every day in a, a school setting, a little bit about Sorry, their personality Sugar, and character. What did she say? The counselor? Counselor brag. This is an opportunity for the students to share information I wouldn't know otherwise. Mm -hmm. And we also have teacher brags. Okay. And each of these, they're not long in the amount of questions, but the information that you put, the more you put, the better I can utilize that information to share about them. 
Mm -hmm. Uh, So some of them are basic demographic questions. The others are more personality and character related. Tell me something you've overcome or tell me something uh, about your family background that has affected your high school education or or, uh, your character development. Mm -hmm. So these are things that universities that do holistic admissions, they look at more than just the test numbers and and grade averages, will look to see who is the person we might admit to our campus. Mm -hmm. And the better I can explain that, the better I can brag about them Mm -hmm. to those universities, um, we utilize these types of surveys and forms. One thing I find from podcasting, it's an excellent tool for getting information out of people. I, I've, you, you sit down in a situation like we are now, we're just talking across the table, very open, very calm, very relaxed. And I have found that this is something that uh, we should encourage more students to do because when they sit down at their computer, they actually open up a lot easier than when they're put into a formal setting. So that's something I think uh, you could get your students to do next year, just record a simple short podcast, use the Anchor platform, students, anchor.fm, create an account yourself, and you use that for your college applications as well. It, it's really, uh, I've, I've seen great results. Uh, this podcast sponsored by Anchor FM. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks. Thank you. Thank you, Anchor. Uh, Thank yeah, you, Anchor. this is definitely something that uh, I've thought about. And there are a few other college admission related podcasts, and one specifically that was done a few years ago from a, a university college counselor like myself that actually had students come in and kind of do a short interview and share a little bit about themselves. And yeah. I would also interview some of the visiting representatives from the school. It mm-hmm. gives the school a place to kind of share some, some tidbits of information. To the student population, but also a little bit of practice for the student to let themselves shine in a, in a public setting as well. Yeah, well, to think about. Well, you've just said something very interesting there because you do bring the universities around um, around the school. You do a presentation now, a fifteen minute podcast at the end of them because our parents. I, I do know that our podcasts do go live on our website, and a lot of parents do listen to it. So I think that's something to think about for next year, a 15-minute podcast from the people that you're showing around the school, because uh, not all parents obviously can uh, make these workshops. So let's let's think about that for next year. Okay, in development as of today. In de- <laughs> Excellent. Um, now, Dr. Greg, is there anything more that you'd like to share with us uh, today before this podcast? And thank you very much for coming on the show, by the way. But anything about the application process, any words of wisdom for our grade, te- grade 12s going forward? Yeah, for the grade 12s going forward, you know, don't be afraid to try new things. Mm-hmm. They've been in a situation that's you know, secure and, and taken care of and uh, a bit insulated maybe uh, from the dangers of the world, especially mm-hmm. being here in San Jen, a very safe place, and being in you know protective and wonderful, loving families. And Swiss is one of those. When they leave Swiss, when they leave San Jen, when they leave their families of origin, they're going to be taken care of by other people, but mm-hmm. they're also going to need to be able to take care of themselves. So opening up to new experiences, to new people, new types of relationships, and exploring and investing in the communities that they're going to, I hope they do that. Not yeah. everybody does. And it turns out research shows if you're not investing in your new environment, you may not be there very long because you might not be so successful. And then for the grade 11s, as I tell them every day I see them, start early, finish early, and you tend to get better results. Okay, thank you very much for that advice, Dr. Greg. And my advice to the grade 12s heading off to university across the world, have fun. Okay, it is an absolutely wonderful time of your life. Uh, 
it, it might come as a surprise to some people, but I had a lot of fun at university. <laughs> a lot you had of a fun. bookworm? <laughs> I, yeah, I, I struggled to find my way to the library. I'm not suggesting to our students uh, not to go to the library now and again, but have fun at the same time, okay? It is really the best time in your life. You'll you'll meet some people who'll, who you'll... Uh, you'll be friends with your whole life you you'll have some experiences which you'll look back on and laugh uh, in later years just uh enjoy the experience it, it really is wonderful yeah I certainly agree have fun have fun uh so thank you very much uh greg for coming on today's show and congratulations again to all our grade 12 students uh with your graduation this week congratulations on the outstanding college application results Congratulations on your test results, and we really wish you best. Wish you well for the uh, for your upcoming years uh, beyond Swiss. That's right. We'll pour a little out for you at the staff party. Have <laughs> we sure will? Okay, from Swiss Rock Radio, a place to listen, like, and learn. Thank you very much. Thank you. <laughs>